Are you that weirdo always on the hunt for a ghost or alien sighting? Well, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to Happy Hour Gets Weird. Hi, and welcome back, or welcome if you're here for the first time. I'm Cassie. And I'm Tiffany. And this is Happy Hour Gets Weird. And this is our last episode in the Vegas block. Yes, it is. The final, final. Thank you so much for joining us today for Happy Hour, our last Vegas happy hour. Yeah. Oh, and it's the last happy hour of 2021. Wow. I know. It went by fast. It went by so fast. And speaking of happy hour, we are drinking the quintessential holiday cocktail of bourbon eggnog. I decided to go classic and simple this time. It's the end of the year. I wanted to go out with a bang and a classic. So if you like eggnog and bourbon, enjoy this. Pictures and recipe are up on our social medias per usual. And let's just get into it. Okay. Um, Before we get into our paranormal episode... I think that we had an update that we wanted to cover really quickly, right? Yes, we do. So we did an episode of Unsolved Cases a while back, towards the beginning of the year, I believe. And the case that Tiffany covered was the murder of Priscilla Lewis that happened in 1996, and it was cold, up until last week. And we had a wonderful Redditor comment on our post about Priscilla Lewis saying that there was an update in the news and it turns out that the Contra Costa County Sheriff Department submitted some DNA from the case for more testing and it came back to a match and according to CBS News of the San Francisco Bay Area they announced that 51-year-old Danny Lamont Hamilton was being held on murder charges with four special enhancements, murder by lying in wait, felony murder kidnapping, felony murder burglary, and felony murder during an attempted rape. So a little bit of rundown of the case. Priscilla Lewis was working at a pizza parlor in 1996. She was closing up shop, and this particular pizza parlor had an off-site restroom that was kind of downstairs in a basement and she went downstairs to use the restroom the cook who was still there helping close the restaurant noticed she hadn't come back in a while and then unfortunately they found Priscilla Lewis in that restroom murdered and it went unsolved for I mean such a long time but we just wanted to bring an update to the case because this is one of the reasons we have this podcast and we do this podcast and we really think it's important to talk about old cold cases or unsolved cases because stuff like this and I bet you members of this community never forgot about Priscilla and they probably Mm -hmm. checked in all the time with Contra Costa County law enforcement and Mm -hmm. they are probably one of the reasons that this case was still being looked after after this amount of time so it's important to keep these cases alive and breathe new life into them and check in on them and talk about them and maybe get something kind of sparked again so we are happy that 
Priscilla's family and community now have the answers they've been waiting for for decades. And we'll keep an eye on this and update it and see what happens at his trial. Um, and hopefully they get a conviction and um, there's some kind of justice. Yeah. This story definitely always stayed with us. And I am thankful that someone is being brought to justice mm-hmm. for this crime. Thankful is a good word. I said happy and I meant thankful. I mean, happy seems weird to say. Okay, so we just wanted to start with that update, um, and I guess now we will get into the episode. Yeah, and uh, I think it's it's pretty amazing that people on Reddit come together for stuff like this, because I don't live in the Bay Area, and I probably wouldn't have known about this update if this really kind Redditor wouldn't have posted this. Mm-hmm. So thank you to yeah. Reddit, and thank you to those Redditors out there that are just posting stuff and letting people know and part of a community it's it's really it's really nice and neat to experience that yeah it is and we posted um kind of our outline of that episode on Mm -hmm. reddit and that's what they commented on we don't do that very often but because this was an unsolved case we just felt that it was important to kind of get it out there get it you know get it out there wherever we could um squeaky wheel Mm mm-hmm yeah. So, yeah, it was it was great to get that news for sure. Yeah. All right. Let's get weird. <laughs> Even weirder than usual. Um, you know, I'm drinking this. <laughs> I'm, Tiffany and I are recording over Skype so we can see each other, obviously. Um, but I, there is a mountain of whipped cream on top of my bourbon eggnog. And every time I take a drink... I look like, hello, dear, Mrs. Doubtfire, um, yeah. when she smashes the pie in her face. So if you... No, no exaggeration. She, <laughs> she looks exactly like the scene where Mrs. Doubtfire smashes her face into a pie to disguise herself. <laughs> yes, I do. So if you hear us like laughing uh, in a bizarre part in this story, it's because I have whipped cream, a whipped cream facial. Head to toe. Head to toe. Yes. And uh, what is that? Um, a whipped cream bikini also. <laughs> If you make this drink, it's a straws are not optional; they're required. Is <laughs> yes. Basically, what we're saying. Otherwise, you're going to end up a uh, missed out fire in a whipped cream bikini and a banana up your butt cheeks. Yes, that a hundred percent. The no way around it. Okay, are you ready? I you first. I, okay, I'm ready. Yep, still got the mustache. <laughs> got it. Okay. <laughs> I should have brought um, like a baby wipe or something. I don't think that you should have to have a baby wipe just to have your drink. I think you need like a straw or a spoon. It's not like chicken wings. Serve with a wet nap, please. All right. I am going to talk about the Pioneer Saloon in Good Springs, Nevada. And the source for this is the Pioneer Saloon NV.com. It is the official website for this saloon. A saloon and a ghost, I'm in. I'm yes. all freaking in. Yes. About 30 minutes from the Strip, Good Springs, Nevada is a mining town built in the scorching Mojave Desert. Not quite a ghost town, but no longer home to a few thousand miners and their families, the 200 leftover residents of Good Springs do their very best to keep the history of this town alive. 
In the late 1800s, cattle driver Joseph Good, the town's namesake, settled in the Mojave, and bingo, bango, kaboomski, the town was established around 1903. The Pioneer Saloon followed in 1913. Oh, I said, well, I wrote the twin. The twin was quickly becoming a major hub. Uh, oh. Porn hub. Sexy, <laughs> <But> kind of. <laughs> twins, basil. <laughs> The town was quickly becoming a major hub due to a combination of mining and the railroad expansion, which I believe in our first episode in this block, we touched on on the railroad and how it played kind of a major part in the beginning of Las Vegas. Yeah. The Pioneer Saloon was one of the main watering holes for miles for drinking and gambling. It wasn't a... It wasn't a brothel though it was just drinking and gambling there were brothels in the town but unfortunately the pioneer no titties here no (laughs) no just loose women and pickpockets which is fine by me (laughs) but it wasn't long before they embraced the reputation of the wild wild west according to the pioneer saloon website in 1915 an out-of-work miner was caught trying to cheat at cards and as he should have by the times, the dealer promptly pulled out a gun and shot him dead, leaving three Jesus. bullet holes in the wall. Jesus! <laughs> and they're still there to this day. That's cool. Staff- I mean, it's it's sad, but that's... That's, that's the Wild West, baby. that's how it was. I, I think that you kind of took the on the risk. Back then, if you broke the law or broke the rules somewhere, you were pretty much signing a contract saying, I might get shot for this. Yes, exactly. Staff and locals have said they feel Paul in the saloon sometimes, moving a picture around, making something fly off the wall, making an old-time phone ring when it's not plugged in, and sometimes he even appears as an apparition. Mm. Another haunt people like to talk about is a woman crying in the ladies' room when no one is there. And this is actually, yeah, it's kind of sad. This is actually a pretty popular claim and even attracted Zach Baggins and his crew from Ghost Adventures. And I looked up pictures of him and he's fucking jacked as fuck. I told you he was buff. You did. You think I make up bubbles? No, but Why you was said I going to was... say bubbles instead of muscles? <laughs> <laughs> you did say that he was buff, but he's like Hulk Hogan status arms. He has to be strong in case those ghosts fight back. Sir, that's a good point. And him <laughs> and his crew wear a lot of tank tops, and I, I'm not sure about that. I know it's the Mojave, but... Are tank tops appropriate? Mm, I don't know. Should we be working out more? Is that the main reason why we aren't as well known as Ghost Adventures? Yes. Because we don't work out and wear tank tops enough? Well, listen, I have seen your guns. You're pretty ripped. I'm definitely as ripped as he is, for sure. I'm right there. (laughs) I'm like 2% behind. I don't think... I think you look great in a tank top. I just don't know. I prefer a man to be shirtless. I don't know why... It's no tank shirt top. as opposed to a tank top yes it Nips just out it, it's like it. a I don't know it's like a Ken doll I think always wears a tank top and I just always like <laughs> uh, I don't know anyways well I digress okay so many believe the woman crying in the bathroom is actress Carol 
Lombard. In 1942, Carol was flying home from a war bond rally when the plane crashed into a nearby mountain. At the time of her death, she was married to very famous actor Clark Gable. You might have heard of him. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. When Clark Gable found out she crashed near Good Springs, he waited at the Pioneer Saloon day and night for three days. He would fall asleep at the bar smoking and his cigarettes or cigars made burn marks on the bar top. Unfortunately, over those three days, search and rescue reached the crash site and discovered that Carol, along with her mother, were killed in the plane crash. And some believe that Carol's spirit was drawn to the place that her true love was waiting for her, the Pioneer Saloon in Good Springs, Nevada, and there her spirit resides. It would make sense that if if it was her, she was, you know, mourning her love. Yeah. I just looked at pictures of her. I don't recognize her. I actually didn't recognize her name either. Um, I obviously know who Clark Gable is or was, but... but I don't, I don't recognize her name or face, but that's tragic. It is totally tragic. And over the years, so many people have rubbed those burn marks left by Clark Gable's smoking devices <laughs> um, <laughs> that there's three deep divots in the bar. So they've literally rubbed a divot in the bar top. So there's like three of them at the end of, of the bar. Because it's the oldest continuous bar, which just means it's never closed since it's been open, in Clark County, maybe even Nevada, possibly the entire western United States, the Pioneer Saloon was used in a ton of different movies, specifically westerns, and has a lot of famous visitors, including Johnny Depp, Cheech and Chong, Sandra Bullock, some cast members from Reservoir Reservoir Dogs. (laughs) I don't know why I said that with the New York accent. Um, And it's a pretty cool place. So whether you go for cold beer and a juicy burger experience, the haunted experience, or the American history experience, the Pioneer Saloon should definitely be a stop if you're ever near Las Vegas. Man, I want to go to Vegas and not even gamble so bad after this series. And I actually like, well, I mean, I like slot machines. That's kind of not actually gambling. But there's so much cool shit in Vegas. Yeah. I guess everybody knew but me. I feel like a dummy. Yeah, I've been to Vegas only twice. And I um, I need to go back because I didn't, the first time I didn't do any of this stuff. I've seen every blackjack table in vegas there is to see i mean every single Mm -hmm. one of them i've seen it my husband loves to play blackjack and we spent 72 hours just jumping from table to table um Mm -hmm. that was a wasted trip in my opinion i didn't even get to eat good food because i all we did was gamble um my second trip i did more it was a girl's trip so i did a little bit more of the things that i wanted to do and my third trip is going to be the best yet i can feel it because I'm going to be there? Yes. Bingo, bango, kaboomski, as a wise man once said. <laughs> <laughs> well, that bar will definitely be a stop on our trip. And yeah. That was so hard for me to say. That was like a tongue twister of a sentence. <laughs> okay. Are you ready to get even weirder? Yes. Yes, okay. yes, yes, and yes. So my sources are an 
8newsnow.com article, ufology.patrickgross.org, nevada.com, nasa.com, several Wikipedia pages in my journey to understand military aircraft. <laughs> there's, I think there's a couple more sprinkled in, um, which I will get to when I get to them. Okay. Both Las Vegas and Nevada as a whole have a storied history with UFOs and all things extraterrestrial. Absolutely. So I'm going to touch on a few different things in Nevada, all relating to UFOs, ETs, and all those things that keep us looking up at night. A compilation of cool shit I found while researching, basically. And to be completely honest, these stories are from all over Nevada. Not exclusively Vegas. Sorry, not sorry. First, the extraterrestrial highway. Have you heard of this? Yes. Did you hear I about have, this? Okay. Yes. Yeah. The extraterrestrial highway runs past the Nevada Test and Training Range, including that kind of well-known portion called Area 51. <laughs> Maybe you've heard of it. I mean, it's ringing a, a slight bell. Uh, in case you live under a rock or you've had your memory wiped because you've literally been to Area 51. Like men in black status? Yes. If you don't know what Area 51 is, chances of you being abducted and then having your memory wiped by a government? Pretty high. Pretty high. <laughs> Area 51 is a top secret part of the base that apparently the government didn't even admit was real until 2013. Is this true? Was it that late? Uh, I'm not surprised. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised if it was really that late. There's a ton of great Area 51 stories, obviously, so maybe we'll do a deep dive on that at a later date. Oh, that would be fun. The stretch of State Route 375, known as the Extraterrestrial Highway, features all the stops and shops that any amateur ufologist would hit up for some fun, as well as some awesome souvenirs. So I'm going to name a few cool spots. The Alien Research Center is a souvenir shop that offers all the ET-inspired gear your heart could desire and so much more. That sounds so official. Like, it's an official research center. <laughs> I love that name. They have a bunch of cool, like, murals outside that you can take pictures with. It's like this big silver building. It, it looks awesome. Cool. At night, you can post up on their expansive parking lot and miles from the bright Vegas lights we've discussed multiple times in this series, <laughs> you can stare into the night sky and hopefully spot something unforgettable. Along the highway, there is also E.T. Fresh Jerky. <gasps> if jerky isn't your thing, they also offer Martian poop flavored soda, oh along goodness. with other goodies to fill up on. <laughs> and I I want to see if they have an online shop because I'd love to order some Martian poop flavored soda and just serve it to my family without saying anything in the bottle and just see what they say. I was just thinking my son would probably love to try that. So funny. And there is the little Ailey Inn in Rachel, Nevada. This spot, along with everything else that's located along this road, features fun ET swag. And they also have a bar that offers Alien Amber Ale <gasps> and a restaurant that serves up Alien Burgers. 
Okay, I'm sign me up. I'm there. You know, I was just thinking as you're naming all these things, I'm like, wouldn't it be kind of hilarious if these were actually abductee traps <laughs> to get me? Yes. That like, actually would be a brilliant idea because people wouldn't even fight them. They wouldn't fight them and they also <laughs> wouldn't believe them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, nobody would believe the abductee that got abducted from the little uh, alien inn. No, yes. they wouldn't. Yeah, and there I was. I was eating an alien burger and all of a sudden, <laughs> and they're like, okay, Billy, enough with this alien shit. We know you were on the extraterrestrial highway. Like, give it a fucking rest. Let, oh my God. let Mark talk about his goddamn trap. fucking Disneyland trip for, for Pete's sake. <laughs> Oh, this this would be the perfect trap to abduct people from if you were an alien. And if you're an alien listening, we're not trying to give you ideas, okay? <laughs> and we're also not trying to rat you out. <laughs> uh, so if you are in on the next storming of Area 51, make sure to check out these super fun spots along the way. And I definitely think that we should uh, make this a point on our trip. Yeah. Okay. Now a very cool and somewhat history-riddled story. That was my uh, amuse-bouche. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. My appetizer. That was my appetizer. The poo-poo platter. The Martian poo-poo platter. That was my Martian poo-poo for you all. <laughs> okay. So, Nevada has a long history with UFOs, as we all know. Mm-hmm. In 1947... A few weeks before the well-known Roswell, New Mexico incident, Nevada purportedly had a noticeable flap of their own. Then, in 1962, military pilot Joseph A. Walker had a UFO sighting while completing a test flight for the X-15. A little bit about Walker. Joseph Walker was a badass. He was, I actually don't know anything about him personally. He was so. a Texas Ranger and he knew so, karate. <laughs> um, better. And I don't know anything about him personally, but his uh, on-paper resume is so impressive. He was an American World War II pilot, an experimental physicist, a NASA test pilot, what and an astronaut. Holy shit. He was one of the 12 pilots who flew the North American X-15, which was an experimental space plane jointly operated by the Air Force and NASA. Pretty fucking impressive. Yeah. And yeah, that was pretty much a direct wiki quote, minus all the cussing. <laughs> so I looked into the X-15 because it's really cool. Um, and this is probably going to like really shock all of our listeners, but I'm not a military or aircraft expert. <laughs> so for those of you who thought that I was a pilot, I'm sorry to disappoint you. But I looked up a bunch of information, so I'm going to kind of uh, explain it. Bear with my layman's attempt. Bear with me. So um, the X-15 aircraft, also referred to, as I said, as a space plane, is a hypersonic rocket-powered aircraft, which means it's crazy fast. Actually, it means it's the fastest shit ever. That is NASA's terminology. The fastest shit ever. Yeah. The Air Force said it's crazy fast and NASA said fastest shit ever. Yeah, and then they put those on a bumper sticker and stuck it to the on this plane's ass. <laughs> 
and then they fucking took off. The ass end of this plane rocket, and then they just pew. Yep, out of here. That's also the official sound that it makes, too. Yes, yes. In 1967, the X-15's highest speed was reached at 4,520 miles per hour. Holy shit. Okay, that is fucking fast as shit. <laughs> it's, a Mach, it's a Mach 6.7. Like, how does your, like, I don't your know. face not fly off your skull? This feat was achieved while being piloted by William J. Knight at the altitude of over 100,000 feet. This set the official world record for the highest speed ever recorded by a crude powered aircraft, which, according to Wikipedia, remains unbroken. Cool. 1967. They did this in 19... Think about 1967. Imagine being in this fucking plane. Imagine being the test pilot, which means anything can happen. You're testing this plane. It's it's insane to me. Your nipples can get totally... flung off your body you're going so fast this thing anything could have happened the x-15 was incredibly important to the united states pursuit to explore space Mm -hmm. according to nasa.gov quote information gained from the highly successful x-15 program contributed to the development of the mercury gemini and apollo piloted space flight programs as well as the space shuttle program okay not only did this aircraft break speed records it also broke altitude records it was so high, it touched the edge of outer space. Holy shit. Okay, this is cool. And I'm not even like a plane or military nerd, but this is cool. Yeah, it's. I'm not usually into it either, but it is fucking cool. Its altitudes were so high that its test pilots met the criteria for being astronauts. So that's Joseph Walker and the X-15's resume. I just kind of wanted to talk about it so that because I think it adds validity to this mm-hmm. story because these were important people doing important things. Right. Not saying that anybody else shouldn't be believed, but I just feel like, you know, as I said, it adds a little bit more validity to this brief encounter that I'm about to describe. Well, I get what you're saying. Like, you know, I get what you're saying. Credentials, it, sometimes, not all the time, and I'm not being like classist or elitist or anything, but sometimes, especially, I feel like, Because Tiffany and I tend to believe alien encounter stories from anybody, from any walk of life, from any person that has experienced it. But sometimes in things like this, credentials, like you said, do add validity. Yeah. While Joseph Walker was the test pilot for the X-15, he saw unidentified flying objects. The X-15 had been launched from the vicinity of Mud Lake or Smith Ranch Dry Lake, Nevada. I like Mud Lake better. The name is depending on what article you read. Clearly, I do not have credentials or validity because I'm like, oh, Mud Lake. Also, I tried to look up Mud Lake to find its exact location. Apparently, there's like 50 Mud Lakes in Nevada. <laughs> Apparently, every fucking lake there has a nickname of Mud Lake. So I think that's on purpose. Cool it, cool it, Nevada. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> put some put some damn water in these lakes. Why are they all mud? <laughs> but the location is about halfway between the city of Reno and the NASA high range tracking station at Eli. So at the time of the sighting, Walker was climbing at a pitch angle of approximately 30 degrees at an altitude of approximately 200,000 feet high. Um, I've never been that high. Close. At a speed of approximately... 
3,400 miles per hour when Walker saw two disc-shaped objects. Upon Walker's sighting, he told the NASA FRC control room at Edwards, quote, two UFOs just passed overhead. Holy shit. And just for a little bit of perspective and reference, 200,000 feet is really fucking high because an average airplane flies between 30,000 and 42,000. So this is way, way up there. That's why I said my I've almost been that high joke in the middle, but you didn't laugh at it because you were looking up how <laughs> high shit is. I wanted to, I, want, I needed a number. <laughs> <laughs> I know it is. That's why, because there's certain criteria for, for um, being considered an astronaut. That's why. That's why, um, like, I think there was, it was like eight out of 12 of the test pilots met the criteria. It's crazy. Walker, as I said, reported in that, that, that he saw two UFOs passing overhead. Mm-hmm. The aircraft fuselage cameras captured evidence of the craft as well, <gasps> which ground crew, including the control room, saw after the incident. UFOs were seen during other test flights made by Joseph Walker as well as during test flights by other pilots. For example, Major Robert M. White of the um, United States Air Force told NASA that several UFOs, the color of paper, were flying in formation with him during one of the flights. Paper, huh? NASA's official statement of what was seen during these test flights, and I only saw this, it's, it's hard to get information on this kind of stuff. Right. So... It's hard to have all the information that you read overlap, I guess. And you, yeah, and I feel like some of the best UFO accounts, secondhand accounts, like books or journalists or whatever, uh, or ufologists who have made accounts from somebody else's, mm-hmm. they actually talk to that, have to talk to that person. Yeah, so... NASA's official statement of what was seen during these test flights was that the sightings were actually frozen fuel or ice breaking off of the fuselage. The fuselage is like the body of the plane, by the okay. way. Okay. Um, breaking off of the fuselage and then kind of gliding along the plane. Hmm. That's What's what th- NASA is saying that the pilots saw. Walker did not agree with that assessment. Hmm. I mean... I am not an astronaut, don't get me wrong, but... What? We're <laughs> Why are we even doing this? <laughs> gliding along. Okay, I have so many questions about that because were they gliding because they were going so fast that they were kind of broke off and going this at the same trajectory? Is the gravity less 200,000 feet in the air? Like, what do you mean glided along, NASA? Uh, and I only found that in one of the sources so that's that was kind of what I was saying is I don't know the full depths of NASA's explanation there well listen I call bullshit at the second national conference on the peaceful uses of space research Joseph Walker simply said quote I don't feel like speculating about them all I know is what appeared on the film which was developed after the flight that film has not been released to the public by the way not yet, but I oh. mean, new stuff's coming out all the time. Seriously. So apparently that is probably why Walker also doesn't believe that it was ice gliding around the plane because he saw it with his eyes and then saw it on film is what I infer from that, right? And the, both of those things 
he's a smart man. I think he would know what he saw, but I, I don't know. That totally makes me, that confirms for me that it was a UFO because he didn't want to speculate because it was unidentified flying object. If he knew that it was frozen fuel bullshit, he would have said that. Yeah. So I got this information from UFO websites, like I said, obviously, but mm-hmm. I wanted to, to see what else I could find. Mm-hmm. And I found a um, .gov webpage. Oh, um, it's history.nasa.gov. It's this hu- it was this huge three over 300 page document. And in it, there is a, there is a line that says, quote, X-15 pilot Joseph Walker said that film taken during recent record altitude flight of 246,700 feet showed five or six mysterious objects. So this was in the NASA report. He that it that he mentioned the mysterious objects. They go on to talk about other um, pilots who were part of this uh, test pilot crew, one of whom was Neil Armstrong. Oh, but the point of me bringing that up was it was in this government document that it had been disclosed at that time. That was a huge that huge document was from a 19, um, 1962. It was like their aeronautics document of like all the events whatever that happened that year and I just wanted to see if there was any record of it happening uh-huh and there was and that is a case that sounds like case of write about a UFO without actually writing about a UFO mm-hmm. they didn't probably want to come out and say unified unidentified flying object but they definitely wrote about well, it mysterious is kind of a synonym right yeah. without yes, saying sure. it yes for sure <laughs> but I thought that that was kind of cool to see that on the uh on like just evidence of the event on a government um web page that's really but I cool don't, you know I don't need the government's uh, support of my beliefs you know what I mean like <laughs> fuck you we've all known about UFOs for so long and now you're saying all this shit's real we already knew that government yeah so um that's that story which I thought was really cool like I just I don't know these badass people flying badass planes. And then, of course, the UFO is like, what are these humans doing? Yeah, they're going way too fast for their own good. Did you see that guy? His face was flying off his skull. Yeah. The other guy, all of his hair blew off his head. Yeah, there was like a, a joke that, I mean, I guess one of the pilots, the first time he ever went on, he like screamed something like, holy mother of God. And then back <laughs> at the, um, back at uh, at uh, ground control, the guy was like, you called? <laughs> uh, I can't even imagine. The balls on those dudes. I man. seriously. Okay. Now, back in Las Vegas proper, earlier this year, numerous people spotted strange lights in the Las Vegas sky. A small group of lights appeared in the night sky on March 1st. It was like four or maybe more kind of scattered in a straight line. Mm-hmm. A ton of videos and pictures were taken of the event. After the footage circulated and everyone lost their damn minds, <laughs> the Federal Aviation Administration did respond, writing that the lights seen from the Las Vegas Valley were, quote, flares from the NW military ranges. Hmm. Okay. Well, we can't trust you. You, so we'll decide. Why can't they just tell you before though? 
Why yeah. can't they ever say it before? Maybe then people would believe them instead of like after things happen, then they're always like, oh yeah, we forgot to tell you weather balloon and flares. Well, which this probably was those things, but it's like, just tell people before, come on. Like, you know, people are going to be like, what the fuck is this? It's a cool, um, I'll send you the picture. It's a weird shit. I would totally be excited if I saw this. I'd be like, they're coming. We're let's grab our shit. We're going. I, yeah, that's a great idea. Also too, it's, it's almost 2022 and it's, whoa, Okay, that's pretty fucking cool. Tiffany just sent me the picture of it, and it is cool. What did All you right. freak out? Um, yeah, I would immediately make a, a sign and say, take me. Take me home. Take me away from here. I hate, this is take a bad place. <laughs> Seriously. Um, but also, it's almost 2022, and I feel like the word of 2021 is gaslight, and we're all a little bit more aware of what gaslighting is, and I feel like... The FAA, the FAA was trying to fucking gaslight people in Vegas. <laughs> I love, I love your opinion that you're like, fuck you. I'll believe it when I see the flares. Listen, okay? bring me the fucking flares. <laughs> it's like the people of Vegas were like, we saw these lights and we know we saw them and it looked very suspicious. It was a UFO and the gaslighting motherfucking government was like, no, you didn't. What? <laughs> No, you didn't. <laughs> well, don't be silly. You're crazy. No, you no didn't. Way. A full-on alien in their living room. Nope. Road flare. Oh, that one was a weather balloon. That gray yeah. was a weather balloon. UFO. Oh, my God. You're so crazy. That was a fucking... Uh, we had a movie premiere. What are you talking about? It was a used car lot. Stop oh it. Well... Regardless of if that sighting was just testing done from a nearby airbase, I mean, fine, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. I like the fact that residents of Las Vegas are looking to the stars and expecting to see something unidentifiable. Yes. Because one thing I've learned from the UFO and ET experiences I've researched, an open mind might be even more crucial than open eyes when it comes to seeing the unexplainable. Absolutely, 100%. Because how come we've never seen those airplanes at an air show? Tell me that right now. <laughs> I'm sure they've been there. We just don't go to air shows. I've never seen a circular oh airplane like that at an air show. A UFO? You've never yeah. seen a UFO at an air show? Mm-hmm. No. Me neither. <laughs> I mean a flying saucer. Yeah. So... Quit gaslighting us, government. I mean, they all the new stuff that's coming out, it is exciting, but like I said, like I don't need the government to tell me what's real. No. I also feel bad for all the pilots who have been saying they saw shit and the government was like, no fucking way. And then finally they're like, oh yeah, they they yeah. were being honest. We lied for a I, long time. I'm really fucking sick and tired of the government acting like an abusive boyfriend telling us we're crazy. When we know they're cheating. We know they know. Like, I can't imagine working, like, being one of these people. I mean, the pilot that just came out, what, last year that they tried to say was a liar. And then finally they're like, oh, no, he's right. Like, I cannot imagine being gaslit, like you said, like that. Like, that is 
terrible. It is. And I think this is where when you say credentials add validity because because when you have kind of big important credentials like that, you have a lot more to lose than the average Mm -hmm. citizen, right? So I don't have any credentials other than the ones that I make up. And they those change like on a daily basis. I just but say letters. I just pick letters out of a bag and I slap them on the end a, of my name. What's that song? A B D C E F U <laughs> and your mom and your job. Those are my credentials. So but so me, just an average civilian, I see a UFO and people are like, Man, you're crazy. But like you have someone who their career could mm-hmm. is on the line if they admit this or come out publicly so that's I think in the way that the credentials add validity not because it makes you a more honest person or um, more believable or not crazy it for me it's because they have a lot more to lose than someone who doesn't have a career on the line or reputation on the line or you know Mm-hmm. you know totally. aspirations of being an astronaut and you come out and you say you you saw a ufo like that's much different than me saying i saw a ufo what my neighbors aren't going to talk to me anymore okay good i don't talk to me please stop talking to me yeah you don't want to you only, the only people you need to talk to are the bear that keeps getting into your trash <laughs> we definitely need to have a conversation the goats that are sometimes <laughs> in your yard yes but yeah i totally i totally agree with what you're saying and um I think that people also assume that people would make up stories about seeing ghosts or UFOs or fucking what have you for some sort of notoriety or to make money off of it. And 90% of the time, it just fucking ruins you. So it ruins your life. I don't think that people are making it up just for the joy of making it up, especially, I mean, not so much in this case, but um, like on the Unsolved Mysteries reboot, Mm -hmm. they did one where they talked about... um, um, a man who as a child saw a UFO and it really fucked up his life because it was in yeah. like the 70s yes it's we're, we're getting a lot more you know social acceptance of weirdos like us mm-hmm. now but back then like you fucked he, if yeah, you're in a w- small town and you say weird shit like you are shunned. total pariah so. at that point and yeah. it's it, and it could really like impair your livelihood like your job you might not be hired because they think you're the crazy ufo guy like mm-hmm. and that's a, like on a a smaller scale like think if someone who has a well-established career and they come out and say like and that just makes me think like how many people have had genuine experiences and haven't said shit because most they people are, have no i know And I think that's why in this case with Walker, like when he was at the conference and the other things, he just said, like, I'm not going to speculate. Like he wasn't going to feed into it. He knew Mm -hmm. what he saw. That's it. Like it's a very black and white situation. But yeah, it's a cool story. Totally cool score story. Now we just need them to release the footage. Release Release the the footage. footage. (laughs) It's like literally an ice tray. It's like one of those old school plastic ice trays floating next to it. I'll be so upset. (laughs) <laughs> so upset. that is would be bullshit but you know what it was uh it was a good story even if it is an ice tray i believe him i believe it was an unidentified flying object i believe it too because uh he's a hell of a lot smarter than me and i think he knows what ice is and what ice isn't 
I might not know what ice is, but I think he knows what ice is. Look, he was an astronaut in the 60s. He knows what a fucking ice tray is, I'm sure. He probably had a nightcap every night. Not covered in whipped cream. Well, yes. Maybe. Who knows? (laughs) I don't think so. I don't think he's drinking what you're drinking. Okay. Well, this was fun. I'm so happy we wrapped up Weird Las Vegas like this. Um, yes, what a wonderful episode to end the Vegas series on. Um, and I also wanted to end this episode with some TV talk because there's some fantastic stuff. Okay, so we were watching Dexter, New Blood. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, I have been choosing to watch it the traditional way by watching it every week as it comes out tiffany was on the fence i think she likes to wait and binge it i've I've been watching it i think i'm like one behind it is so good it started off extremely slow and i was frustrated um, but it is getting really good i'm not gonna say another word about it because i don't want to give it away so if Mm -hmm. you are into dexter or not into dexter and you have showtime give it a try And also because yesterday was a snow day, so I had some time and I started Yellow Jackets, it's also on Showtime, Mm -hmm. and it is fucking phenomenal. It is one of the best shows I have watched in a very, very long time. Okay, I am planning on watching this. I've been freaking out about it for a little bit i am finishing up sopranos yes i know this show is very fucking old (laughs) but i have to finish it before i can move on to a new show but i'm so excited that it's good because the previews look really good i told my husband i'm watching this with or without you so you better make a decision because i don't need you to watch it if but if you want to i'll wait it is so good i'm watching it without my husband i don't think he would I mean he would probably watch it but I don't know he sometimes the stars align and we like the same kind of thing same kind of series Mm -hmm. and sometimes they don't so we end up watching series separately uh, separately. Mm -hmm. but so I'm watching this separately only because god damn it Siri god she's so rude always interrupting us Siri Um, get a life Uh, it is so good. I'll give a rundown because I'm not going to give anything away. But it is – and it, this is what I love about it so much is it it's one of those time-jumping um, mm-hmm. shows where it takes place at two different times. Mm-hmm. So – but not in a confusing way. So it starts in 1996 and a high school soccer team by the name of the Yellow Jackets, they made it to nationals and they're – No on, spoilers. I'm not going to spoil anything. I promise. Okay. I would never – I would never. Um, <laughs> they get on a plane and they're headed to nationals and their plane crashes in the wilderness and they are stuck out there. So that's in 1996. So parallel to that story, them surviving out in the wilderness is the survivors in 2021 and what they're doing with their lives now. And what's so cool is there is a mystery element Mm-hmm. There is seems to be some kind of supernatural element. Mm-hmm. There seems to be maybe like a cult ritualistic element in a way. Yeah, I could pull. I I pulled that from the previews. It just has like all these like 
Oh, these threads. And it is so good. The acting's great. It has Christina Ritchie. That um, cast is awesome. It has, oh, God, I can't remember her name, but she's an actress that you definitely know. Yeah, she's um, in a million things. I can't remember her name either. And then um, Juliet Lewis. Mm-hmm. Um, that was uh, dated Brad Pitt back in the day. She was in with Woody Harrelson, um, Natural Born Killers. Mm-hmm. She's in it. Um, it's just, it's very, very good. The characters are super well developed. They're interesting. It's, uh, like I said, you gotta check it out. It's on Showtime Yellow Jackets. Honestly, this is not sponsored. I fucking wish, but it is so I think so that good. our listeners know that it's not sponsored. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna say, I think they, I think they know that. Uh, it's actually a perfect show. It's like right in our wheelhouse. I yeah, feel. it really is. It's so good. And I'm hooked. And I thought, because I started watching it five weeks after it actually aired. Mm-hmm. And so I'm five five episodes in. And I thought for some reason it was five episodes, but it's a 10-episode series. Oh, perfect. So I still have five more to go. So it's kind of nice that you're going to finish Sopranos. Mm-hmm. And then by the time that you finish, it's probably going to be closer to the end. So you could binge it if you want. I, I love a good binge. I know. Seriously. And I'm ready for another really good show after Mayor of Easttown because that show was... Oh, really that good. was show. I watched it too. It was so good. Kate so good. Winslet. Oh my gosh, she's, she's incredible. She really is. Oh, if you, if you want a true crime show, check it out. Yes, that one's that one is twisty, and there's is, a lot of yeah. turns, and there's a lot of unexpected, and there is a what the fuck. It's so good for that. It's very. It's actually one of the few shows I've watched in a long time where I was actually surprised. Yeah, it's a. Um, it's a slow burn. That's what it is. I would describe it yeah. as like a slow burn mystery with a twist, total twist ending. Um, and then there's one more that I wanted to mention, not true crime related. Oh, The Alpinist on Netflix. It is a documentary. It's about an hour and a half. And it is about um, an alpinist is someone who does solo, usually free climbs up a sheer cliff on the side of a mountain. I will just tell you, it. What I watched it on a whim. I don't even know how I found it. It will uh, wreck you. <laughs> Netflix probably remembered how you were a mountain climber. And that's, <laughs> it came, that's why I was on their algorithm. I don't know why they served that up to me, but I took the bait. And I don't regret it. It was so good. It was, however, deeply emotional. And it ha- took an unexpected turn that I... That I cried. I ugly cried at the end. And I had a dream about it. And I thought about it all the next day. It's that kind of thing where it like, it just tells a story of such a human experience. And it is so good. It's good. Okay. Well, I have some time off coming up and presents to wrap. So now I've got some shows to watch too. Yeah. While I'm doing these things or not doing these things. (laughs) So catch up on Dexter. Check out Yellow Jackets. And The Alpinist, it is intriguing and it's emotional and it's really, I don't know, it just did something for me. I don't know why. I maybe, I don't know. But if you watch any of these and you want to reach out to us and talk about them, we would love that. We would love that. Totally. Uh, you could reach us at happyhourgetsweird at gmail.com, on social media, Twitter, Instagram, happyhourgetsweird. You could find us. Um, we'd love to hear your thoughts on these series or... If you have any recommendations 
or if you have any show recommendations for us, please reach yeah. out. If you have any topics you want us to cover, please, please reach out. We already have our next, I think, two series planned. But after that, we're wide open spaces yeah the Dixie Chicks I mean we have a running list always but if there's something you just can't wait to hear us yak about then Mm -hmm. like let us know yak well that means vomit wank I think that means jack off (laughs) well if you'd love to hear us jack off and vomit (laughs) (laughs) oh my god we always ended on such a classy high note I know I hope everyone out there has a happy happy holiday however and whatever you celebrate Yes. And a fantastic new year. Yes. Send us your resolutions. That'd be a fun one and done. Oh my gosh. Yes, it would. New Year's resolutions. Um, all right. Well, cheers to 2022. And don't forget, love yourself. Lock your doors. And light some incense. Cheers to that. And cheers to you. Cheers to you. Oh, wait, cheers to me or cheers to them? Both. Cheers to all of us. Cheers to all of us. Yes. 